following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. The Toonami Faithful Podcast, where we were built to entertain. I am your host, Sketch, and joining me... It is the duelist, and it is time to duel. And bringing up the rear... It's it's Caboose Jr. Yeah, hi. <laughs> yes, so we are gathered here to uh, talk about a few things, but uh, first up, let's just get right into... The Forge, episode two. Oh boy. Caboose, you you apparently have some things you'd like to say. Well, let me. I mean, we can we can. Go let me at. regale the tale first before we. Yeah, we really can get into it. Okay, so in the previous episode, of the Forge, uh, Tom gets knocked out by a big alien after he's surprised to find another Tom-looking robot, and Sarah's like, "Well, now I gotta save Tom." So, you know how it goes. Now, in this episode, Tom wakes up in a cell. He meets the guy who knocked him out, which is actually a fleshy alien in some kind of armor, who explains to him that the spaceship that they've been operating ever since the end of uh, Intruder 3 happens to be a really, really old warship that they've been looking for for, like... How, how how long? <laughs> really long time. And he's like, hey, you're just flying this thing like you own it. What the heck? That's not what you're supposed to do. All these other Toms, they're just our, our labor. We just build them to do our dirty work. You know, wipe our noses. And that inspires Tom to call this guy Booger. Because, of course. And after... That little exchange, which Tom immediately does not like this guy. Sarah pops in after she hid briefly. It's just kind of a... She's not really there. She's just a, just a direct link to his synapses or something. And she gets him out of the cell after he tries to knock down the door. Mm-mm, not a good idea. Never that one. Yeah, and they bump into another one of the yellow toms and give him a fresh reboot and some sentience. And at that point, he's like, Tom, we have to liberate the rest of us. We're all slaves here. You must save us, brother. 
And Tom's like, eh, okay. <laughs> and that's basically the gist of a somewhat interesting story that completely throws out the previous lore. And Caboose is none too happy. Nope. Not at all. You see, many, many years ago in the wonderful time, what was it, 2000 or 2001, there was this little webcomic that Toonami made about the origin of Tom called The Swarm. And that is apparently non-canon because they felt like it. Jason decided to, you know, he basically uh, confirmed on his ask of him that it was non-canon. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that kind of throws out a whole lot of, like, established lore that we've, you know, known and grew up on out the window. It's, like, uh, wait, where did why, the absolution though? come from? Yeah. How did that, how did Tom even get there? All right, now, obviously, it's alternate universes. But it's it's I, like, I explained this, uh, this was my thought on this. It's like, like they it. weren't content with the box that they were stuck in, so they decided to throw out the box. And that really cheapens what they've built up to this point. I'm like, oh, okay, uh... Well, we're playing DC New 52 over here. <laughs> Let's just reboot the franchise, as it were. I, I mean, for what it's for what it's worth, the the forge still hasn't been concluded yet, so we don't really know. We still don't know all of the lore, and no, no you know, we don't not, know not where really you know Tom. Uh, well, yeah, we're at Tom Five, uh, where he came from, and the Absolution Mark Three. Um, I mean, at least we know where you know Tom Two and Tom Three and Mark Two at the Absolution came from. Because unless you know Jason decides to say, "Hey, no, those are also not canon," which may, would make no sense because the Intruder happened, and uh, you know. Ocelot Rex definitely destroyed the original Absolution and you know mm-hmm. <sighs> what's um, real what's not yeah. real I don't know anymore exactly like who, with him throwing out this lore that was already established he opened up a can of worms and I my brain is just it it, it flipped it upside down I, I don't know, man. It, it's like I suppose they had to come up with like the 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 chances of like the the previous production facility where Tom was made. They like they could have been related to the vindication. It, I guess. I mean, maybe I. But I don't know. if that um, if, like, if that was like the hinging thing, is like, well, we gotta come up with a reason to involve the vindication here. I was like, okay, sure, but then did you have to do the whole Tom Army thing? Yes. You're like, having your cake and eating it too here. (laughs) Where did Tom 4 come from? Where did, you know... Oh, boy. His his counterparts come from? Does it matter where Uh, Tom 4 came from? Because he's dead. (laughs) 
It matters to me. Okay. <laughs> he got eaten by um, the intruder. <laughs> you know, like I figured, because like this could have just been where you know Tom Five's origins came from, and I would have been happy with it. But yeah, you know, I mean, that would why, why not? That because there's more than one Tom out there. Exactly. Like I mean, you no. Know, aside Jason from confirmed. pretending like. Tom and Tom Sarah three. have been hanging out for a long, long time. I mean, you you could have just had this Tom's body's origins relate back to this. So maybe that's what they're doing. But the fact that Jason's <laughs> already said, just consider it non-canon. What? <laughs> okay. Tom three's still out there. Just saying. He's still flying around. Yeah. So I haven't personally seen these comments on Twitter or whatever, but it would have made a lot more sense, in my opinion, for this to be just Tom Five like yeah design uh-huh. or whatever. Those are all Tom Five designed. They're not designed after Tom One or Two or Three. Exactly. Exactly. His body's got to come from somewhere. But now this concept that Toms first of all they are called Toms why are they called Toms if they're not Toonami Operation Modules then what are they I mean the alien calls them Grug um yeah I don't know if the alien is actually I don't know is that like is that a is that a actual term is that (sighs) just like an insult I don't know, but he said this. I understand what this Tom unit was for. It's built to entertain. I don't think he mentioned his name was Tom. Maybe he did. Maybe not. I I I don't know. Um, also, the Clydes are dead. A moment of silence for yeah, the Clydes. That, that too. We don't worry. Hardly no, knew they'll, the. They'll just. They'll just get, build new ones. Build new. Maybe that's where the Clydes from Countdown came from. Ooh. Maybe this is gonna just, you know, escalate into that mess. And isn't what like Booger's plan is to like take all these robots and take the ship and then go destroy things? Take I mean, over? it makes sense. I mean, the vindication from the the countdown. I mean, that looked all souped up and ready for battle. Mm. So that if if I had any complaints about the actual Ugh. like animation or what have you of the forge so far, uh, boogers. In my opinion, at least, I've seen it twice now, and I am not that impressed with like the voice flaps. Yeah, should have kept that helmet on. <laughs> I mean. This is like this is what the first time that they they're animating faces in like a I long mean, time. Unless, well, I don't think Tom Four was the same people. No, that was... no, it's no, 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 no. That's no, that's completely different. This is Hinge. This is a completely yeah. new company. Hinge, uh, Hinge which shadows shadows to Hinge. They do fantastic work. I I love they the do. animation that they've been doing. It's really nice. It oh, it's so crisp and clear. I love it. I think overall, it it's a very nice looking uh, little short. It's it's very oh nice. yeah. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, 
If only that much effort was put into the bombs. <laughs> please, 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 please don't remind me. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm re- I really wish, like, there was an actual, like, canon reason why they're that. Yeah, it's... It's odd. I mean, it's sort of on autopilot, I guess, but then why would it change at all? Like, when Intruder happened, it made sense that the bumps got all weird. Because there was corruption. They're taking over the ship, so there's not necessarily going to be corruption. So... mm. I mean, yeah, that too. Like, I'm not expecting the, the... the footage to get all glitchy and whatnot. It's not like, you know, an EMP went off or uh, there's seismic activities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can understand that. But just the fact that they went with a palette swap with the current packaging, it just feels odd. Also, it's still kind of blue. Maybe if they had at it, least made yeah. that black instead I'm pretty, of blue. I'm I'm fairly sure that, well, yeah, I think, I feel like they just did a, a chroma key and just swapped the green to a, an orange. It, like, it, mm-hmm. it really does not look, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the orange and blue together. It just eh, I like doesn't it. suit me. It, but it is a kind of a dark orange for what they're doing there. It's true, but. Like it doesn't it doesn't stand out as much as the as the green did. I mean it's it's just a bit jarring because this is the first time that they've done without like you know, they they didn't have special uh packaging to go along with the uh uh the event. Well, and the music it didn't really change. For the most part at least. Uh th- like they only changed the music that was there since like April. Like the shows that they've you know added on since then, they've they've kept the same music. Um but I guess you could say that's more of like a throwback to the Cartoon Network ties because they didn't have their music changed at all either. So mm. I don't think they're putting that much thought into it. Probably not. Probably I think there not. There was like, we like this music. We're gonna keep using it. That's just a good enough that's reason. That's fair. <laughs> I'm. I nitpick because I care. Yeah. Well, I mean, you I'm, legitimately I'm, found some errors last week. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, nothing's perfect, obviously, mm-hmm. but. I still love the block. I keep. I hope they keep on doing more great things. You know, I'm just. Yeah, I'm sure at the end of this, the bumps will look dramatically different. I I'm, I just don't know why they wouldn't do like because they obviously have the like the font set for the disclaimers. So yeah, why why not? Just I don't know do why it. they didn't just you know go with. Uh, the space and the the molten, uh, you know, forge like yeah texture animation with the text, like yeah the disclaimers the later I mean, bumper really feels like a uh, half measure, but then you have like feels, little clips of things that you saw in the miniseries just because 
Yeah. Apparently these things are happening in real time. I I I I guess so. Eh, maybe there's a reason for it. I but mean, it's just kind of it's whatever. But we, I mean, we got more lore out yeah. of it. The vindication has some a more. legit. It has a legit name. It's. I couldn't tell you what it is off the top I, of my head. It's I, in a bunch of numbers. It's it's, it's X something G. Uh, I don't know. So <laughs> off the top it's of my head, letters and numbers. No. Who cares? I know it's it's midnight. My brain don't work right now. That's fair. But yeah, I'm I'm liking the event so far. I love it. It's great. I can't wait to see more. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It, it's just it's just crazy how much they're just cranking out, how much stuff they're cranking out in like all these episodes. Like, because I feel like uh, maybe Intruder Two had a bit of a pacing problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just a little bit. Um, but yeah, and like we already. Like pretty much everyone and their mother saw episode one already, uh, you know, either during MomoCon or like on Facebook or, or Adult Swim. And so, you know, this is the first episode that's new that we've seen. And this is just this is great. <laughs> a, a bunch of stuff definitely does feel like it's actually happening as opposed to the questionable pacing of, say, Intruder 2. Yeah, I agree. I think we're pretty good so far, gents. I'm I'm enjoying it. Four more parts to go, and this is this is pretty pretty good size, like um, four or five minutes. Did they? Yeah, four or five minutes. Like, did they confirm the runtime of this? Mm, uh, I, mean, I think it's going to be pretty close to a half hour. That's that's great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um. Ideal yeah, for replaying sometime. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Well, they, they're going to have like one, one week where they could possibly fill 30 minutes because Lupin ends the week before and then they will inevitably have marathons the next two. So. Perhaps. Hey, marathons! Marathons are back, guys! Well, I guess there was the Dragon Ball one. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, brand new bombs, woo! But hey, a marathon that's not Dragon Ball, that's that's a nice change. I mean, (laughs) this is a block without Dragon Ball now. I know, right? Doesn't it just feel... Scary? Yes. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> like Papa Goku. I'm I get sure. into this debate every now and then, but people are like, ah, they never should have played Dragon Ball Kai. They never should have got Super. It's like, okay, they did not play Dragon Ball Kai in 2014, 2015. I'm not so sure Toonami would still be around. There was kind of that point Maybe. when, like, at this point, they're like, meh, ratings, whatever. <laughs> But back in 2015, 2016, they were kind of, well, I mean, look at what happened at the end of 2014, <laughs> uh, or rather at the beginning oh. of 2015. 
Yeah. Well, they cut so I don't know if this is the flack, like the back end, just because reruns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, I, I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think Tsunami would have been okay. Um, they might not have, you know, had all the, like all that budget, like for all mm. these different acquisitions. But I think they would have been. They would have. Gotten along, probably. So since you kind of bring up this topic, I feel compelled to dabble into this thought I had. And that pretty much is, while uh, Toonami, like, producing or co-producing all this, like, um, oh, I had a good word for it, and I will try to think of what it was. But, uh... I don't. I don't think I want to use the term "vanity project" because every time somebody uses that, it's Oof. pretty much only used in the most derogatory fashion. Well, but, that's what a lot of people call the "fooly cooly" sequel. <laughs> I was gonna say, in in addition to the uh, like more, shall we say, prestige productions of. Well, I don't know if a lot of people would want to apply that to some of the the fooly cooly. Uh, sequels but that's it's whatever but in in uh in addition to that uh blade runner and uzumaki uh do we do you think that maybe they're gonna have to or are planning on coming out with some of their uh some stuff that's a little more of a safe fodder so to speak like i know i've made the joke about tsunami trying to get involved and say producing more bleach (laughs) i mean it wouldn't be a bad idea (laughs) if if, if japan isn't like trying to make it happen then uh, i think they though arguably that would have been a good idea maybe a couple of years ago and now it's yeah, kind of well, losing I don't know its they had the wherever the yeah, lights and budgets and stuff was labor of love the term you were looking for maybe that's certainly no, a nicer way of putting it what I'm talking about is them potentially also producing stuff that's more say accessible mm. to a a larger audience. I, well, something, I mean, something I that know. I feel like would be more of a step in that direction that I've been trying to push for idea-wise for a while is if somehow they can, like, finagle a, uh, a Trigun reboot or sequel <laughs> because there's certainly material there. Yeah, that would be a good idea. And it's not like they'd be having to make up some new stuff, like, say, something Cowboy Bebop or something Outlaw Star. Though, I think we've heard straight from Jason that he would love to do more with Outlaw Star, but I don't think it's happening. Though there was that, I guess, cancelled sequel, supposedly. I, I don't really know the full details. Yeah, and it sounded like... Like, the... The director wanted to do more, and I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like a lot of parties involved wanted to do more Outlaw Star, but it just never happened. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like Adult Swim is probably not going to produce 
really mainstream anime because kind of the whole point is to make things that nobody else will. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, that's fair. Like, something to drive, you know, engagement. Mm -hmm. But that being said, then do we expect maybe another fully original production because what they've done thus far after coming back has been sequels or adaptions. Mm. Uh, the I mean, fully Blade Runner sequel or whatnot, and this adaption of Uzumaki. Not that two of those have come out yet, but you know. Mm-hmm. I guess what you're saying. I think there's, what, five other things in production we don't know about yet? I gotta figure at least one or two of them are fully original. But I would not be surprised if most of them are <clears throat> tied to some existing property. Hopefully, uh. Trigun or Bleach! <laughs> hopefully, summer, all of those come to fruition. Unlike, uh. Hey, do you remember, like, a decade plus ago when supposedly Cartoon Network was. Yes. Co-producing, like, four shows with Japan and then nothing. Yes, I do. I can't remember if one of those was technically Powerpuff Girls Z, which never even aired in the U.S. Yeah, I think it might have been one of those, but I've also heard that it was, like, something else that they were doing before that deal got started. I think the timing of that was just all very bad. And very odd. Mm. Well. <laughs> Who knows? Speaking of odd, shout outs to Hot Pockets. <laughs> Hot oh, pocket. I kind of want to read like a tweet there. that's been being passed around today. Because 40, 40 plus airings of that same commercial last night? I don't know Great. about you guys, but I kind of want a Hot Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And last week we had DiGiorno. This week we had Hot Pockets. What are we getting next okay. week? Here's here was a great tweet. Pizza bites. One, uh, Pizza Kai, bites. I I'm gonna butcher the name. Here it's all gonna be but, pizza, but not like a pizza place pizza. <laughs> so Little Caesars. Oh, oh. damn. Oh dis. Oh man. Mm. All right, please read the tweet. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, one, and like I said, I'm probably butchering this. Kai Keku Cat uh, uh, tweeted out, Toonami is wild because Lupin Third is currently bleeding to death. The credits roll, a commercial for Trojan condoms airs. Then immediately after the condom commercial, a commercial for Barbie dolls airs. Advertisers have no idea what to do with late night anime in America, and uh, I think there was a follow up. There, there definitely was. Can I swear on here? Yes. <clears throat> well, it's a cartoon, but it has blood, which confuses us. But after seeing it, you must want to fuck, right? Here, use these. Wait, it was a cartoon, right? That must mean you have kids. So buy these, because the condoms didn't work, right? 
Please, we have no idea who you are. <laughs> Woo, lad. <laughs> I think it's really more of a matter of uh, they will take ads from anybody willing to air them. Pockets. <laughs> Intruder Two, brought to you by the Real Cost. I mean, there was a <laughs> that was a whole deal with oh, with Adult Swim for a while. It's my Twitter yeah. anniversary. Congratulations! <laughs> a special tweet created just for me. Oh. I joined eight years ago today. Share the big day with others in your Twitter community. Woo lord indeed. Oh boy. Uh yeah, so we kinda glossed over it. Uh there is a Food Wars marathon for the uh Saturday after Thanksgiving Day. I mean I didn't gloss over it, but y'all were jabbering. Yeah, yeah. So gone on a Dragon Ball tangent. Uh, is this is this is this the most appropriate Thanksgiving Day marathon? not the Thanksgiving Day, uh, but Thanksgiving weekend adjacent marathon uh, since uh, Parasite Parasites the Feast. Yes, yes, it is. Name we all gave it. I like I, I, I like that it's saying oh they're all reruns. Well, I mean, what better to do than watch leftover Food Wars episodes while consuming them leftovers? <laughs> Makes perfect sense, but um, hey, if you're bumming on there not being anything new that weekend, don't worry. The superhero power hour is still there because they don't want to get any further behind on My Hero Academia. Walls <laughs> fair. And uh, I guess One Punch Man's around for the long. Did any of you read that one article from I forget who at this point, but it's talking about like. My hero getting like ridiculous ratings, even though it's it arguably not. I I wish I could remember more about it because it was like uh, hmm. I I I don't know. There would be content to this thought, but I can't remember exactly what it said. <laughs> okay. Don't. Oh, well, well, whatever. It's uh, yeah. Hopefully the combination of Family Guy and My Hero Academia works out pretty well. Nope. <laughs> Overdoomed. Uh. Yeah. So I appreciate that we're that we're getting some new episodes that night, but on the other hand, it's kinda like, oh, you wanted new episodes? Well here's two, so you have to tune in. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just gonna tune out right after. <laughs> Megalobox two tsunami one. Uh, yeah, how about that? Wow, that um that came out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure tsunami has nothing to do with that production, but oh well, yeah, for sure. But like, I don't. I just think that's kind of weird because that story ended <laughs> basically. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it ended on a good as note. Far as I well, know, it had a pretty it good, like good, about okay half note. Of the yeah, yeah. There's a lot more of the tomorrow's Ashi- Joe. Yeah, to tomorrow's Joe for uh, a- adaptation purposes. But they, 
<laughs> I don't know. It would be kind of like out of order. Man, you need V-Lord on here to explain this crap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm down. I'm, I'm very, very down for more Megalobox. That is a good show that I have purchased on Blu-ray. And it is well worth it. Good Absolutely. stuff. And yeah, it's basically inevitable. It'll show up on Toonami eventually. Sometimes those uh, inevitable sequels are a good thing. <laughs> and other times, well, let's just not get into that. <laughs> also, what the heck, Anaplex? Why, why, why do you have to wait until March of next year for Promise Neverland Season 1? Is it? Well, I guess it hasn't been said that season two will be airing in the winter quarter, so hmm, maybe, maybe it'll still come out by then. Still, that seems pretty late, and also very expensive. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, as Anaplex do. And way, way more expensive is the uh, Alicization box set. Woo! Yeah, I'm like I I'm okay. Like I, I like SEO, <laughs> but not that much. Oh, this uh, this currently airing arc has been pretty interesting so far. I like it, and not just because Kirito is comatose. <laughs> nice. Uh, but it is kind of weird that Alice is kind of take a center stage for the moment. Seeing as she was just introduced in the previous batch of story, but yeah, whatever. It's an interesting enough story. Yeah, more Megalobox. That is delightful news. That I they 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 brought it over pretty fast. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. So among the many recent shows that Toonami has started airing is the delightful Dr. Stone and both these gentlemen are interested in talking about it so we're gonna do that cue the music get excited oh hi yosekai good morning Got it. 
<laughs> I mean, it was it was one of those heavily advertised shows on Crunchyroll, and like they played a promo to advertise the Crunchyroll airing on Toonami like months ago, and we kind of figured, oh, is this airing on Toonami? And it's like, no, it's just a little promo for Crunchyroll. And sure enough, I mean, we kind of figured it was going to air on the block eventually. And hey, mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah, honestly, I th- I thought it was more likely than Fire Force by nature of it being a Crunchyroll license, mm. and that relationship is apparently supposed to mean something. So, but then they got Fire Force, and I was like, "Whoa, okay then." Hey, Fire! Force. I, I guess any really popular right. new shonen could happen. <laughs> yeah, but then we got Doctor Stone, which is kind. Kind of a kind of an interesting pick for Toonami. It's not a traditional action show for the most part. There is some fighting, like they like a tournament, but it's mostly Bill Nye the Anime Boy, <laughs> and that's really really great. I mean, it's um. I'm excited. <laughs> You're all excited. <laughs> it's, it. Yeah. So is it just that Doctor Stone is uh, at one point everyone on the planet Earth was petrified into stone for reasons unknown, and did you rhyme that on purpose? Probably not, but maybe subconsciously. <laughs> and genius boy Sinku, who's a high schooler, of course, he uh, wakes up from his stone slumber because he managed to keep his mind active for all of those thousands of years. <laughs> so he was able to break out of the stone due to a combination of staying mentally focused and also because of some nitric acid that was in a cave nearby where he ended up. So he breaks out, and then, like, three months later, he manages to break out his best friend, who's a real meathead, and right before he got turned to stone, he was trying to confess his love to his crush who's also a friend of both of them. And yeah, what way to make her wait for a long time, bro. <laughs> Ow. So immediately it's like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta bring her back. Let's try to bring her back. So they have to do all these experiments to figure out what it's going to take to make something to depetrify people. And they try all kinds of experiments involving the nitric acid and Meathead is all like, oh, hey, I found these uh, grapes. Can we use wine to make the alcohols? Yes, we can. So they develop a formula in order to save them, anybody who's been petrified. And before they have a chance to use it on Yuzuriha, they are attacked by lions, which is real lousy. <laughs> And they uh-huh. end, they end up coming upon 
the ultimate primate high schooler, Sukasa, and they're like, well, if we pour it on this guy, maybe he can save us. So they do that. And he busts out, and like, the moment he cracks the stone just a little bit, he's like, what's the situation? All right, I understand. And then he just wrecks them lions. <laughs> Tsukasa can fight, make friends, feel pain. The one thing he can't do is deal with science. <laughs> yeah, apparently. He, uh, he is one Tarzan-looking guy. <laughs> and if nobody got my dot hack promo reference, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. So then they managed to uh, depetrify Uzuriha, and it becomes apparent that Sukasa's ideologies and everybody else's not really meshing. He's uh, he's the kind of guy that feels like. All the adults in the world have ruined the world, and we need to let the youth inherit it. I mean, we could get real deep into how all of his ideology is pretty bad, but at the end of the day, he doesn't want science to exist because he wants to be the only one who can revive people, so he can choose who gets to be revived. And he tells Senku, you know, you're really impressive, Senku. I think we could be friends, but... If you're not going to give up science, I have to kill you. So, well, Senku's not going to give up science. <laughs> he... And he asks, just kill me in one blow. Anything else is barbaric and inefficient. So he cracks him at the back of the neck and severs his cervical nerve, I think? That's I think that what he was going for. And... At this point, they have actually managed to make gunpowder and Yuzuriha and Taiju. I don't think I mentioned Taiju's name before this. <laughs> Just call him Meathead. Yeah, they uh, they use the gunpowder to attack Tsukasa so that they can run away. Not, assuming it's not actually going to really get hurt from it, which is kind of illogical. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they managed to get away, and they're able to revive Senku after we have a nice flashback to when Senku was the uh, only one awake, and how he managed to build his little fort and impress a bunch of monkeys <laughs> as the shiny monkey. Yeah. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he is revived because of determination and also conveniently the uh, the petrification process or the depetrification process rather seems to heal any injuries in the area that it happens and he happened to have just a little bit of the rock left on the back of his skull convenient it's like, really, this is what you're going for? Oh, right, whatever. <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but uh, I guess this show gets way more ridiculous. <laughs> Got excited. Yeah. So they decide the best thing to do is to part ways, have 
Taiju and Yuzuriha go back to Sukasa, pretend like Senku is dead, and Senku manages to find a small village with the help of uh, Kohaku, who he bumps into as she is pinned under a tree that Tsukasa knocked over onto her because they got into a little scuffle because she saw him kill Senku and, I don't know, wanted to get revenge or whatever. He builds a pulley system to save her and she's really impressed by it, so she takes it back to the village where her ailing sister is the priestess and she's kind of on the outs with the village because she pissed off her father by winning the previous tournament to become the village head because she didn't want Anime Gaston to do it. Because <laughs> that's Anime Gaston. He even has a like a little little guy. <laughs> Just break it out into the song. Boy, it disturbs me to see you, Magma. Looking so down in the dumps. Eggs. <laughs> well, except there aren't eggs. They only eat fish. <laughs> I use fish in all of my decorating. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't. <laughs> no, it, it would be like when I was a boy. I ate four dozen fish every morning to help me get large. <laughs> And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen fish, so I'm roughly the size of a barge. What's a barge? What is a barge? They wouldn't know. <laughs> There's a quaint little village where there is a sorcerer named Chrome who's been collecting rocks and all manner of powders and things for many, many years. And he has a wizard off with Senku and Senku absolutely destroys him. <laughs> and at one point he's even like, alright, on this next match I will bet that I will be your servant and you get all of my stuff. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. <laughs> and then it was a battle of numbers. Oh boy. Mm. You sweet summer child. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, essentially wins over multiple people in the village to the cause of improving everything through science. And they managed to make all kinds of cool stuff, like, immediately. They come up with iron, and they get a mag- super-powered magnets... And they convince the two guards to work together in order for them to build a generator. And then they can heat up things really hot in their stove. And Then they make ramen. Because apparently they needed to incentivize people to come help them. Real low on manpower. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cool stuff. You know, you, you know, you want some of that like uh, millweed ramen or whatever, right? Fox millet ramen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if you think of it as medicine, I don't know. It looks like pretty good ramen. Otherwise, it might be a bit bland. But I'm surprised that they managed to make everything else for that ramen, honestly. But 
And it kind of seems like they have to, like, keep making more and more of that stuff. So they're, like, part of the day they're making ramen, I guess. I don't know. They don't really go into... At one point, they show this map of all the things they got going on in their little science village. (laughs) And the Kingdom of Science, as it's called. And, uh, yeah, they got the ramen cart in there. So, yeah, then one of Tsukasa's spies shows up. He is a uh, mentalist. That's right. That's what he calls himself. A mentalist. And uh, he's a very good con man. But they see right through him. And they're trying to win him over to their cause instead of Tsukasa's and... Now, they have this dilemma that this guy's been sent out to make sure that Senku is dead. And if they kill him or don't let him go back, then Tsukasa's army will just show up. But if they let him go back and lie, well, that could work out for everybody's benefit. But first, this guy gets bombarded by magma and totally beat up. But... Even though it looks like he's critical, he's a very clever fellow, and he's managed to pack a bunch of fake blood packets, so he's actually alright. And uh, of all the things that he requests of Senku in order to seal the deal here, a single bottle of cola. Seems like a reasonable request, even in the stone world. But, yeah. I mean, imagine... Waking up in that situation and not being able to drink cola. <laughs> Horrendous, right? I don't I don't think you'd really be that concerned with it, but eh, you know, different strokes for different folks. There are worse things. Uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> but meanwhile, they gotta figure out a way to make this medicine for Ruri, Kohaku's sister, because she is in really bad health. And they've decided to make a sulfur drug out of rocks as opposed to go the bacteria route. And, you know, because it'd be a lot harder to find that just perfect bacteria to make it all work. And there's a lot of steps involved in making the sulfur drugs. But in the meantime, they have to have those two guards trained to fight and win the tournament so that... They'll have one of them become the chief of the village and marry Ruri instead of Anime Gaston. Because nobody wants that to happen. Magma's a jerk. (laughs) And at this point, they are uh, at the precipice of that tournament. And... Oh yeah, at one point, they developed glass. Glass that, in a very sweet sequence, they show the little melonhead girl, Suika, being able to see clearly for the first time ever. It's like, oh, that's precious. Suika is so cute. Except when she makes the scrunchy face. (laughs) Suika, you're adorable. Why would you hide that face? (laughs) <laughs> I want to make the ch- joke of the comparison of that's not a little girl, you idiots. That's just an old man. 
Yeah, it happened in Fire Force. <laughs> so, yeah, they develop glass. They rope in this old craftsman who's ripped. <laughs> because, of course, he is. <laughs> and he helps them to properly blow glass and build a whole laboratory worth of test tubes, among other things. And, uh, yeah, they've definitely advanced in a fairly short amount of time. And Gin, the mentalist, does indeed go off to uh, proclaim that Senku is definitely dead. We'll see if they buy that. I'm guessing no. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Magma's crony kid uh, claimed that Suika was, like, down by the river and in trouble. So Kohaku had to throw... Well, they had to uh, disqualify Kohaku from the tournament this time. Mm. So I guess things aren't going super great. But Melonhead Ginro, right? Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> he looks surprisingly badass with a melon on his head. Oh. Those two guards. <sighs> Kinro. I think I've been calling them the wrong names. Which one's... Which one's Ginro? Which one's Kinro? Uh, <laughs> Ginro's the, the blonde one, isn't he? I think he said Kinro before. Anyway, the blonde uh, one, he, uh... <laughs> their names mean gold and silver. That's why they had the certain spears. Which, by the way... Yep. When Kohaku's like, well, we gotta do something here, she grabs the gold spear, slams it down. It's like, oh, nice. <laughs> I like Kohaku. She's fun. Also, she's constantly saying that Senku looks evil. <laughs> and she's not wrong. <laughs> he does he does come off as a bit twisted sometimes. <laughs> also, Senku, what kind of girls do you like? <laughs> the kind that can heat up my furnace really high. <laughs> Kohaku? That sounds like somebody that should be in a show called Demon Slayer. But um tss. Huh. Uh yeah. Sit I don't get it. <laughs> Sit boy. It's a, it's an, it's an Inuyasha joke. I, I know. I know. It, it's a an in- reincarnation in- of who? An Inuyasha joke. I'm done. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeesh. There's also a little dog a- in Doctor Stone because why not? Not uh, a JoJo's reference. No. JoJo's reference book. Except there was that one scene when the dog got a little too close to the furnace for my liking. Uh, <laughs> is, is this dog Stop. perhaps named Dunny? Stop it. I like that the first animal to ever fight back in JoJo's bizarre <laughs> adventure ended up being a frog. <laughs> you did not mess with that frog. Uh-uh. Wait, yeah, which, frog, which frog are you talking about? The the one that Giorno made with his stand. 
Though technically speaking, there was that one frog that survived the Hamon. But, I mean, Hamon's not supposed to hurt. Also, are mm-hmm. we discounting things like entire stand user characters? I mean, I guess, Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> and then wasn't there like a stand with the strength of five gorillas? I don't know. <laughs> there was a gorilla uh, that was a stand user. <laughs> no, an orangutan. It was a orangutan. There was that toilet pig. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, and they made light really fast in Dr. Stone. <laughs> mm. Like, at that point, when I was watching the show, I was like, holy crap, they just made light. That's cool. This show's cool. <laughs> and then we all went to watch The Current War. Which is a good movie, and people should watch it. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. That 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 about gets things caught up, I guess. Um yeah, I really like this show a lot. I think it's though Food Wars is a strong contender because I've liked <laughs> Food Wars for a long time. Uh, it's kinda of between that and Doctor Stone for my favorite thing on Toonami right now. Lots because he's behind on Lupin. Not that I'm one to talk. Yeah, you aren't one to talk. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's... Lupin's so late in the night. It's, it's travesty. It's watch it tomorrow material. <laughs> I mean, maybe for you, but I'm, you know... Uh, yes, of course. <clears throat> well, until I have Sundays off, I can't really afford to... Stay up that late for Lupin, but that's fair. It's uh, that's the way it is. Things will never be the same. (gasps) Doctor Stone, what are your thoughts? Uh, very good. Yes. Anything else? That's it. Got nothing else. We'll come back. Caboose, what are your thoughts? I also very good. Yes. That OP that or I'm sorry, that ending. Mm. That guitar. Mm, yeah. The ending it's, is good. It's, it's very <laughs> wholesome. It's just, yeah. What did, what did you say um, about that duelist? That the tsunami version of that ending like cuts out the best part of the song? I think it's something that it probably does, but yeah, uh, probably. Uh, I think the I, the cut of the opening's okay. I like that opening a lot. It's my alarm clock right now. <laughs> Nothing like waking up to Ohio Sakai. Good morning, world. Good morning, world. I'm, yeah, yeah. I like the like. Soundtrack's likes- great, animation's yeah. nice, it's good, it's clean, it's very expressive, it's very funny, good dramatic tension, interesting story. It's the complete Sen- package. Senku's great. <laughs> uh, Senku is a fantastic protagonist. It's also personally amusing to me that his dub voice 
was uh, Alphonse Elric. <laughs> Though not quite as amusing as when he played that one guy in uh, Jean of Arc. <laughs> which in which he is actually an alchemist. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Desmuge does a really good job as Senku, getting those nuances to the performance. Like, oh yeah, a cell phone, that would be great. <laughs> Oh, love it. How convenient. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff, good cast. Very entertaining. I mean, <sighs> Magma's bleh, but I, I love hearing Tatum. <laughs> Tatum is Magma. And Sonny Strait as his little buddy. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like all he says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except for in this episode, when he was fighting Chrome. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you can't escape Eden Sinclair. I mean, Dragon Ball, Super may be gone. Whis is like, yo, I'm out, but, you know, Sukasa. Sukasa. Good, good job. Yeah. He's, Never he's get- got a good stoic quality to it. And then the complete opposite of his character in Fire Force, where he plays that scientist guy. It was like a really high pitch voice. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, good, good stuff. Honestly, of all the recent season shows, of the past two seasons, it's not a whole lot of Ian Sinclair, J. Michael Tatum, or. The usual suspects, so it's it's great to hear them in Doctor Stone. I mean, generally they're in the big shows, so because everybody is, they kind of send everyone, <laughs> probably. And I've often had this little problem with uh, not being able to tell if it's particular voice actress so there's Christy McGuire she plays Ruri and then Kohaku her sister is played by uh, oh gosh what's her name uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head <laughs> mm, she's the ghost girl on One Piece it's certainly not her most prolific role she was like Emmy on uh, Devil's a part timer. Ah, uh, what is her name? <laughs> Bummer, <laughs> can't remember it. Well, anyway, sometimes in recent dubs, I think it's one of them. Oh, it's Felicia Angel. That's it, Felicia Angel. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, yeah, but sometimes I think it's one of them, and it's the other one. It's so the fact that they're playing sisters, I think, is perfect. <laughs> Maybe somebody else caught on to that. Yeah, solid dub. <laughs> Rather glad that Crunchyroll let Funimation dub it. Because they certainly didn't have to. <laughs> Crunchyroll does work with other studios. But it seemed like some kind of situation going on there where they, like, bartered 
the sub for Fire Force for the dub of Dr. Stone or something. Seems that way. And now they're both on Toonami, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> Good stuff. And then you got uh, Justin... Uh, Briner? Yeah, Justin Briner is blonde guy. <laughs> being a real... Being a real character. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was interesting how they depicted the deadly gas as, like, a, a beautiful woman that turns on you. Good visual gags. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think that about Doer... If you're not watching we, Dr. Stone, uh, you, sh- you, should, <laughs> you should... We don't want to bleed the stone over here. Holding for laugh. Okay, it's not coming. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Padded this out long enough. The fall. Yeah. A <laughs> mean, <laughs> Yeah. And that means it's time to move on to some house cleaning. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunamifaithfulpodcast and on Twitter at tsunamipodcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, and now Spotify. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast, and this is where we plug our SoundCloud. Get the latest news by following Tsunami News on Twitter and read news, views, and reviews on TsunamiFaithful.com. Also, subscribe to the Tsunami Faithful Pass at patreon.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast if you want to help us out and become one of our Patreons and get to listen to things before anybody else. Because that's apparently how we roll. Okay, Duelist, tell them where they can find you. Well, I'm always kind of lurking about on Twitter, uh, at HeartOfSword75. Yeah, that's probably the best place to look for me. Uh, If you want to know the latest scoops on the news in the anime world... Uh, you should listen to Podcast ONA uh, over on Surreal Resolution. Best way to connect with that is to follow Surreal Rezo. That's Surreal R-E-S-O over on Twitter. Uh, we do our podcasts about once every two weeks. And even I feel like I learn a lot of goings-on that I wouldn't know otherwise. So, I recommend giving a listen, and uh, you'll get to hear me talk more, which is obviously should be your main goal. <laughs> and Caboose, where can they find you? Oh, this is easy. They can find me at Caboose Jr. on Twitter, YouTube. That's it. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, hey, got none the play. I'm just playing <laughs> Destiny and a little bit of Pokemon on the side. 
And uh, I, I might be uh, trying to go to Momocon next year, 2020. You should. Let's go. You should go. You should go. I'm going to try to. Yeah. I'm going to cosplay and everything. It's going to be great. Uh-huh. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And you can find my other usual co-host, Paul Pascrillo, at Paul Pascrillo on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Please send us your thoughts on... Uh, the Forge, or Dr. Stone, or whatever about Toonami. I already gave you the email, but once again, it's podcast at com. And we always appreciate your feedback if you want to throw some of that our way. So, that, uh, that about does it for uh, this Forge recap and more. And uh, we'll see you next week. For now, we're punching out. Keep on putting that shit coming to the light